When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here at the Ranger Report podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kind of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind, not the watery kind at all. If you're into wild game, they have seasons and rubs for that as well. Don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more. Walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat. If you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking, then you should go to www.meatgistics.com. Go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the Ranger Report podcast sent you. Walton's, everything but the meat. This is Bruce Bochy, and you're listening to the Ranger Report. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the World Series champion, Texas Rangers, from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter, Tyler Nielsen, and C.J. Berryman. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast, brought to you, uh, well, of course, part of the Fans First Sports Network, brought to you by Waltons, Waltons, Everything but the meat, visit waltons.com to uh, check them out, especially around Christmas time. Uh, of course, presented by Dallas Sports Nation, and we are always on the Preferred Health Solutions online studio. I am Ben Dieter. You can find me on the uh, the X at bdieter 75 I'm CJ Berryman. You can find me at CJB underscore RR on that X-rated app. And I am Tyler Nilsson. You can find me on that porn site at TPN1983. And we are joined by a very, very special guest, a family member, my my cousin, Parker Brittle. How you doing, Parker? Hey, you don't have to make me feel feel that special, but I appreciate it. <laughs> you it's are good, man. Good to see you again. Good to you see too, you man. Jay and Ben, good to meet you. Heard a lot good about your you. show. Thank uh, you. I told Tyler earlier. I've, I've been watching it today, just to kind of. I've been kind of nervous, you know. I don't. I don't like. Uh, 
I don't like the camera very much, but I did it. I did it because there's two Hereford boys on here, and and uh, Matt called me, and you know, obviously Tyler's brother, and, and asked me if I'd do this. I was like, there ain't no question, absolutely. So I'm I'm glad I'm glad to be here, and I appreciate you guys having me on. You well, we do we do appreciate it, and like I said, I told CJ, you know, off air before before we had John when he told me we were going to get you, that I actually remember you because you pitched for the Angels, obviously a rival of the Rangers. So that made me that made me remember your name because uh, you know you always like. You always know your enemy, you know, <laughs> but I know, oh, yeah, I know, absolutely. I know you grew up, you grew up a Rangers fan, correct? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. From Texas. Uh, um, the furthest thing from an Astros fan, but yes, I was a Texas fan, uh, Rangers, obviously. <laughs> I like yeah, that. Yeah. I yeah, like that. Right there. Hey, there's, hey, my- there's two former quarterbacks from Hereford, Texas on this podcast right now. <laughs> oh yeah, there is. Huh? Well, I mean, I, I can't, you can't put me in a category with you, but no <laughs> bullshit. I mean, we did play quarterback. Go heard. Uh, hence, hence my uh, username. Yeah, I noticed sure. that. That's great. Yeah, I like that. I like that, Parker. Love it. Love Never it. Love it. Get your home, baby. Never forget it. Nope. All right. So, as a longtime right. Rangers fan, Parker, what was it like for you? Like it was. I'm sure it was like for us to watch the Rangers finally win a World Series. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, it was. It was cool. To be honest with you, uh, you know, after after I retired, or I say retired after I kind of, COVID kind of retired me. Um, you know, obviously it just wasn't COVID had, had, had a kid and a beautiful daughter that I get to see every day now and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, you know, after baseball, I kind of checked out, I I didn't really keep up with it much. You know, I I would obviously see stuff on, on, uh, you know, ESPN, that, that sort of thing, but I never watched any world series, but this one was a little bit different, um, solely for the fact that, you know, Texas is, is where I'm from and, um, you know, when, when people always say, well, are you still a Rangers fan? And it's, I'm a baseball fan, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of the sport. Um, at that point, when you get to the game and you, you have to play for an organization that pays you the, the fan, the fan isn't in you anymore. Obviously uh, you, you have to handle business. You know what you're there to do, but I, I've always been a Texas fan, like I said, and this one was a little more special to me. So I watched it, you know, and um, a, a little, a little, uh, Cool, cool piece of information. I also watched it more because of Jonah Heim. Uh, me Jonah, and Jonah Heim. We uh, love Jonah. Come up, yeah, we came up in the minors together with Baltimore. Uh, got to know each other really well. Uh, he's a good dude, man. Been through a lot in his life, um, you know. And and for him to for him to kind of get to the peak here and 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 you know reap the rewards of all that work he's he's done. And you know his dad passed away, I believe it was a, a while back. And you know it's. It's pretty cool. You know, you, you can't help but to think when you know somebody like that, that, you know, his dad actually, he's up there watching it. He's kinda, smiling. Yeah, it's kind of cool. You think about how proud he is and he's not even your dad. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. right. Uh, that, I had a little more ties to that. And that's that's more or less why I watched it other than just being a Texas Rangers. So I had a question and now I got to rearrange it because what you brought up, Jonah. <laughs> so he's the highest rated catcher as far as pitch framing goes. Absolutely. What was it like? What was it like throwing to throwing to him? Uh, I mean, you could, you could tell, I mean, I, I hadn't thrown to a big league catcher when I met Jonah Heim, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't really seen, uh, you know, what, what kind of, uh, what kind of work it took back there to be a, you know, a top notch guy in, in the show every day. And, uh, you could, you could just tell by the work ethic, you know, you didn't know what level he was on yet because you're on the same level. You hadn't reached the level higher than that yet. Um, but you could tell the guy, the, the way he went and what went, went about his business every day. Uh, you know, has kept his head down, worked his ass off and, uh, you know, good things, good things only happen for people like that, you know, and 
like I said, he he went through so much, so much stuff in his, you know, minor league career and all that. And just like I said, it, it just makes me, it makes me feel proud of him. Just, just knowing his story and, you know, where he got to and what he accomplished this year. Parker, kind of going back a little bit uh, to the past, uh, how weird was it talking about the Rangers? How weird was it suiting up for the Angels and pitching against the Rangers? Well, you know, it's funny you ask. So I never, I never. Yeah, you're facing Adrian Beltre, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna interject just real quick. I'm sitting at bar three here in Amarillo, right off the golf course with my dad, and watching you pitch against the Rangers. You facing Adrian Beltre, and I'm sitting there going, "This ain't real." This I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This I, ain't I, fucking I, I real. Back. Tyler, I did pitch against them. Uh, I I got optioned on the, on the runway uh, when we flew to Arlington on the plane. So that's where I was coming from. I, I totally forgot I pitched against them. You but did. Yes, I, I did at home. I apologize. Yeah. But you're Don't good. You're good. CJ, I'm sorry. That was yeah, not a fun game. Good. That was not a fun game to watch, Parker. I'm just going to well, be honest. And, and I'm at a, Tyler, Tyler, can I interject here for one moment? Because I was sitting there going, okay, I hope Parker pitches well. And the Rangers still win after he gets out of the game. Tyler yeah, yeah. said, "Fuck that! I hope he gets ass kicked." <laughs> yeah, well, well, he's family, so I'm glad you said that. So, that, uh, that <laughs> good. But, anyways, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's not. It's one of those things when you're when you get to that level. Um, and I guess I'll go back to the years I spent in the minor leagues. Right? I didn't. I didn't just go to the big leagues. I, I did every level in the minor leagues, multiple years at a couple levels. Um, so like when you go through that, you kind of, you kind of, uh, you, you develop. And I think my, my parents and my coaches in high school, all my family, you know, you know how my family is Tyler. Uh, my dad is pretty, pretty hard, hard nosed, you know, CJ, you've met him. He's pretty hard nosed, mentally tough type, no, no bullshit type thing. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I give a lot of credit to him and my mom because I, I was brought up that way when I got, when I got in the, you know, in the minors, I was pretty mentally tough. I thought I was ahead of most of them, to be honest with you, uh, at the level I was at. But, you know, when you when you're when you're on the mound, you don't see colors, you don't see logos, you don't see nothing. You see food on your kid's plate down there, and you better not let them hit it because that food will leave that plate if they do, kind of thing. You know what I mean? That's um, well said. It's uh, it's it's just it's just the competitor in you. You can't you can't. Uh, you kind of you kind of get blinded, if you will, um, in terms of who's in, who's in the box. I don't give a damn who you who you are, what your name is, how many homers you hit, how many years you played in the big leagues. If I'm on the mound, I, I think I'm better than you, and I think I'm going to get you out. And that's I think that's the mentality you have to have to be successful. Um, I had a little bit of success, obviously. I, I, I was more fortunate than most people in the world ever will be to play this game. And I'll never take that for granted, but yes, I, I think the main thing was, you know, you didn't, you never saw colors or logos. Once you're at that level, you, you were, uh, you were trying to make a, a living at that point. But Parker, it's called clearing the mechanism. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And, and you don't, <laughs> you don't see, and I pitched for her for two, uh, a little bit before Parker's time. Uh, but, <laughs> Uh, yeah, you just don't – when you get up there and you get locked in, you don't hear anything. You don't – I mean, all you see is the catcher. And, it, yeah, not not really even the hitter. I mean, yeah, it exactly. doesn't matter. So, it's, it's – And, Parker, weird and Parker, kind of going back to what you were saying, when did it really set in for you? Like, you know, when you got called up, you're professional, you know the news, but when did it actually – what game would they click in that, wow, I am here? This is, I'm in the big leagues. 
Yeah, um, I would say, man. So like when I debuted, I was out of the bullpen and there was a two hour rain delay. Correct. I, I remember that. Uh, and, yeah, I, I remember got that hot too. to start the, the the game after the rain delay. That that was just you know I was I was not hyped up uh, timing wise. You don't really know until thirty minutes before. I think it really hit when I walked out of the out of the locker room, out of the clubhouse after that game and saw my mom and dad. To be honest with you, like. Well, you, you know, you, you see, you see your parents and you know, when they're proud and stuff, but like that, that was one of those moments, like it just replays in your head kind of thing, you know? That's awesome, man. Very well said. So, so as far as, uh, you know, what was your, what was your, what was your put away pitch? What was the pitch that you knew when you I can threw tell it you, you could get I, a guy I, I, out? I can tell you. I knew you could CJ. That's why I asked the question. I, well, I knew you, I knew you probably already knew the answer to this question. What, was your, what was your go-to put away? Change yeah, up. well, oh uh, yeah, change up for sure. Depends on what year you're asking, I guess. <laughs> and then, and then the slaughter, and then slaughter yeah. was good. Yeah, um, I mean, it all depends, honestly. I mean, once you get to that level, you can have a put away pitch in single A, um, low A, double A, maybe yeah. in some games. But once you get to that level, your put away pitch is what they're what they're um, what the what the lowest percentage of them, you know, yeah. making contact gotcha. in in certain counts, right? So. You know, you get all these, uh, and and here's a, I'll probably say something opposite of every pitcher you've ever heard from, but when when you go, you know, you're in the big leagues and you get this scouting report, they'll they'll bring you a book full of shit, right? That that all these hitters are good at, uh-huh. that all that what they're good at and what they're bad at, right? Well, if I can get somebody out and I got to the big leagues with what with doing what I'm good at, why the fuck would I do? Why, why would exactly. I try to yeah. pitch to their weakness, right? Why wouldn't I just pitch to my strength? There That's, you go. That was my mentality. Sometimes it worked. Obviously, sometimes at that level, anything's, you know, something's not going to go your way all the time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I, I pitch to my strengths. I like to know who swung 0-2 counts, who swung early, and who stole bases. Yeah, That's it, right? Yep. So. I'd say, I love that. I have not heard a pitcher say before that he just pitched to his strengths. Cause that, like you said, it's exactly right. I mean, you didn't get there by, by throwing what other people couldn't hit. You got Correct. there by throwing, by just throwing things that other people couldn't hit. Correct. Yeah. They don't draft <laughs> people, but for how well they can execute a scouting report. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love that. that I love that. I love <laughs> that. Hey, actually nowadays they probably do. <laughs> yeah, there's so many, so many analytics. And Parker, you played in the big leagues whenever that transition was kind of you kind of saw it happen with the whole yeah. analytics thing coming along. And you're getting so much information all the time. And like I said, I liked hearing that, you know, fuck whatever this says. I'm Absolutely. I'm coming at him with what I can do. Yes, sir. So yep. talk um, about that analytic part. Yeah, yeah. So th- and that's partly why, you know, I, I decided to uh take my career in a different direction when I did, obviously COVID COVID has had a little bit of play in that, but you know, as I sat there for a whole year, when the season wasn't going on, I just kind of went over what, what pros and cons were, you know, if I did go back, if I didn't go back and, you know, at the end of the day, they don't, they don't want people who can get three outs. They don't give a shit if you can get three outs and nine pitches. If you don't have a high spin rate, you're going to that spin rate. Yep. I was yeah, going to bring next, that up. The next guy's coming. Right. And, and you know, the, the way I was brought up is you be efficient, 12 pitches or less in an inning. You can go deep in a game as a starter. You, your job is to keep your team in the game. And that's what I went out there every, every time I took the ball to go out there and do is to keep my team in the game until they pulled me out of there. Um, 
would do anything I could talk talking wise to, to get to stay in obviously. But you know, if they felt that it was the best time for the team to, to pull me out and that was our best chance to win then hell I'll, I'll fucking go sit on the bench and watch us win. Absolutely. But <laughs> you know, um, I just, I just, I just didn't agree with most of the stuff that's going on now. You know, uh, back then everybody that coached every, every manager, every coach on the bench played was a veteran. Nowadays, everybody's coming from MIT and fucking Yale and Harvard. <laughs> That's never played the game to read numbers, you know what I mean? They don't they don't they don't have the feel of the game. They're they're just they're they're too dug into the numbers and not feeling the game. Which I I love and and Tyler, your question's up next. Um, but I feel like that that was kind of a a great Thing to have Bruce Bochy come in uh, to manage the Rangers and Mike Maddox coming back to be the pitching coach because it was no bullshit. Go out there and pitch. Absolutely. That's that's uh, that's that's kind of uh, you know if you had if I had a choice who I could play for, I want the oldest managers in the game. Obviously, Buck Showalter. I had a chance to play for him. I loved him. He he was he was an old school guy. Um, only. I mean, I should, I'm not going to say that, but I'm not going to say this, but yeah, only they did. They had a guy in the minor leagues that that had a pretty high up position that just didn't mesh with Buck Showalter. So you have the minor leagues trying to teach, you know, trying to, I don't know, not teach at that point. You don't teach you, you kind of, I guess, guide in in terms of uh, pitch sequencing and shit like that. Uh, Mentality was one thing. Buck's an old guy and this guy was old as well, but he had a newer analytical approach, you know, so um that that was kind of where i felt like my my career got a fresh start honestly is when i got out of there and got some new scenery hey parker let's talk about your days before you became a pro um what kind of led up to it i mean we know you were a great you're i mean let's just be honest you were a great basketball player you're a great football player you had a scholarship if i'm correct at texas tech to be a quarterback and then you got drafted obviously by the baltimore orioles um during that decision making, what made you choose the love over baseball over all the other ones? What made you decide, hey, this is what I want to do the rest of my life, or you know, for this period of time, however long it lasts? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, good question. I uh, so I, I don't know if I would say what made me choose the love of over you know the love for baseball over for anything else. I, I, like I said, I'm a competitor uh, at heart. Like I, I compete in anything, you know. Um, so when when this whole decision came up, it was more or less, you know, when I'm when I'm at the age I am now, do I want to do I want to potentially have six concussions under my belt, or do I want to be able to play catch with my, you know, my girls in the backyard when they potentially play softball or you know kick the soccer ball with them and stuff like that? At the end of the day, it come it came down to longevity. Um, the smartest decision for me. I mean, it was the smartest decision I've ever made. We we negotiated four years of college uh, in our in our contract. Um, so ten years after I retire, the day I retired, I have ten years to complete four years of school on the team, on the Orioles. Um, so I mean, all that came into came into play. Obviously, you know, back then when I signed in 2010, it was it was right around that era where everybody was saying, you can't have tattoos and you better have a degree to get a job, right? 
Now, well, Parker, now, we got Parker. We got them all now. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm, I don't. I'm, I'm pretty much I covered. But <laughs> I, yeah, and I, don't, I don't care. That's fine. I can still yeah. work my ass off regardless of what's on my body, right? Yeah. But, right. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, I was just it was longevity. Um, you know, health wise, um, I, I did love football. I had so much fun playing football. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I just I just kind of decided to do it because I, I wanted to be healthy later in life if, if something did happen like retired before I thought I would obviously everybody dreams of playing 10 years in the big leagues at least and doing all that but hey at the end of the day baseball comes to an end for everybody have you um, have you ever thought about going back to getting your degree or I mean I know you from what I understand you're selling pitching nets the L flex or something like yeah. that is that correct yeah yeah we we uh we're called it's called the web flex and we manufacture safe uh you know, L screens, Z screens, all the, all the safety nets for baseball and softball. Um, and uh, my father-in-law actually started the company. He's the owner. Um, and and when he offered me to, you know, come here and work with him, basically, um, I said, hell yeah, because now I get to stay in the baseball community without having to, you know, fly here and there every other day, you know, being away from home and missing family and stuff like that. So, um, I get the best of both worlds. I'm still working in the baseball and softball world, and uh, and I don't have to travel like a minor league. And you get you to know. spend time with those beautiful kids of yours, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. That's the best part. There you go. Yeah, I know. I, I used to I used to work in in the engineering field and traveled all over. And my kids were about seven and five when I decided that I wanted to not you know do that anymore and right. switched careers. So I could be home with them. Now, obviously, mine wasn't glamorous. I became a teacher. That's not very glamorous. But, but I'm home, and I was I was off school the same day as they were, and it was amazing. So it was I understand 100 percent that choice, man. Kids are yeah. uh, people don't understand until they have kids, like how, like how much that changes your perspective on everything. Absolutely, and 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 you know, I'm not saying it affects everybody, but I, I want to be present. You know, I, Alexa, I don't want to be. Up. Yeah, sorry. Gone. Gotten, you're all good. You're, you know, I don't be gone three days, five days out of the week on a, on an away uh, series, you know, and come back and, you know, Baylor, my daughter be mad at me because she didn't know where I went or, you know, something like that. So yeah, I, I'm just saying I, I'm in, I'm enjoying my life right now. I couldn't be in a better place um, mentally, emotionally, and physically, whatever the hell y'all want to say. I'm happy as hell, you know, and, and there I, you I, don't, go. I don't regret uh, any decisions I've made uh, in my career. So. And that's most important Parker is you being happy, healthy and, and able to be there and enjoy your family. And, um, gosh, I mean, yeah, you, you've kind of lived alive to me. I'm, I'm still jealous of you. Uh, <laughs> cause you got to do, you got to do some things that I, I thought I could do, but, but I wasn't, I will not get into that, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, uh, you know, how hard was that decision to make to to step away, but at the same time have that avenue to stay involved with baseball? Yeah. So when uh, I guess when I made the decision, you know, I talked to my wife, obviously, at the time and um, she she supports me, obviously. It was one of those things like when you ask your wife, hey, what do you want for dinner? I don't care. What do you want? kind of thing right <laughs> yeah exactly like well i'm trying to consult you here I, I i want some advice you know or whatever it was but yeah she she was super supportive and it, it wasn't honestly that hard to make the decision and and it goes back to the analytical part of the 
all the bullshit in baseball now, you know, and that's literally what, what made my decision is I don't want to go back to all these suit and tie wearing motherfuckers that have my career in their hands and never played the game. You know what I mean? I, that's just, I don't, I don't, I'm not able to sleep at night knowing that somebody like that is, is dictating where I go in the game. That's never played it. And here, here's, what gets, here's what gets me about that, to be honest with you, is, I mean, you look at successful teams, right? The Rangers, what do they have? They have a former pitcher as their general manager. They have a former catcher as their manager. Yep. They have a former pitcher as their pitching yep. coach. And coach. They, just, they just won the World Series. You look at the last few Seems teams, Dusty Baker. And the, yeah, Dusty Baker won one with the Astros, former player. You know, you, a lot of the a lot of the teams that are super successful have former players at the helm. And you're right. It's because you've been there. You know, you know, sometimes you got to go with your gut. Sometimes it doesn't, nobody gives, no one gives a crap what the analytics say. If your gut says, keep him in for one more batter, you keep him in for one more batter instead of going, well, because how many times have you seen in the playoffs, a guy's just mowing everybody down or in the regular season, the guys, mowing, they pull them out and and the next guy gets shelled, man. And you're like, well, well, the analytics said, well, who cares what the analytics said? If the guy's mowing everybody down, keep him in the game. Exactly. exactly. That's just a, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. You know, it's just, you know, I think it's well said by Ben and Parker. Um, it's completely changed. And Parker, yeah. I'm glad you made the decision when you did. So, Me too. Well, and it's, it's one of those, and, and to kind of piggyback on what Ben said, that's why, you know, Josh Spores finished the game. Yep. yep. Because Bruce Bochi knew the feel of, you know, this guy's already been in there for an inning. It was one nothing at the time. Absolutely. And and he got, you know, the K to end the inning. Instead of bringing Jose LeClerc, he left Sabors in there because of the feel of the game. Because yep. Bo- Bo- Bochi was here before analytics. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally, that's it. You know, and these, and, and, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say I've I've seen it happen firsthand, but I know for a fact that it does happen. That these, you know, some of these some of these analytical guys will try and come into a big league clubhouse, and if it's an old school manager and they don't want to see them, they'll fucking kick them right out. Yeah. You know, they they understand what what it means to have your brain filled full of bullshit when you're trying to get focused on doing your job, right? I mean, and Parker, you were lucky. Parker, you were one of the fortunate ones. You were luckily, you know, whenever you pitched for the Angels, you had a manager like Mike Shosha, yeah. one of those Shosha. old school, you know, an old school yeah. manager that did it the old school way. And you're one of the fortunate pitchers in today's era to get to experience something like that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, so. I mean, it, it goes hand in hand with that old school type thing. I mean, we we had we had uh, basically an option, you know, when the guy would pitching coach would come in before the game sit down with me and Martin Maldonado most of the times, um, very seldomly Juan Gratterall, both the catchers that year, you know, he, he would ask like, what do you want to know? Cause he, he knew, you know, some of these guys, they'll get to know you good enough that, that they don't, they know that you don't like to be filled full of shit. They, they yeah. just want to go out there. Your job at the end of the day is be, to be an athlete, right? You're a professional athlete. If I can go on the mound and be an athlete, I'll be okay. Right. Right. If, if I, if I have to go out there and try and be an athlete that, thinks he's smarter than he is with all this bullshit they're filling, filling you with. That's just a distraction in my opinion. Right. And and then that's when you get away from pitching to your strengths. Um, that's, I mean, you have to pitch to your strengths as opposed to their weaknesses. And that, that was my main, main thing I had to think about.
Now, going down memory lane just real quick, Parker, um, do you have any any like great memory that maybe some great advice that you could tell some of these younger pitchers that are out there today, maybe that Mike Trout gave you or that Albert Pujols gave you? Do you remember any of those conversations like that or that you can no, share? Yeah. Shit. <laughs> Man, I've, I've got – that was the, that was probably the most valuable thing I've got. You know, if, if you could if you could put a bounty on my head for, for, for valuable information from Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers, I mean, I, w- I would be worth a shit ton of money, right? Um, they, you, 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 literally every day you, you learn something new, whether that be, even if you're not talking to them, you just watch them, right? right. The way they do stuff, yeah. the way they come into the field, what time they get there, why they got there so early, why they're there every day that early, you know, it's because they're the best that that's, that's routine. Right. And I think, I think the main thing that I advice that I would give these young guys, and I think it's the very number one hardest thing to do to develop early is a routine get a routine nowadays there's there's po's right pitchers only in high school now um that don't even play positions right if you if you're that man the event if you're a po in high school you have a huge advantage in in later later years of your life right you you at that point as a say you're a sophomore and you get on varsity as a po you have three years to understand, to try and get the understanding of what it takes to get a good routine, what it takes to have your body in check every time you're you're given the ball, um, you know, to, to have your body ready to go at 100% capacity every time that your number's called, basically. And uh, and that that was huge, really. And, and you know, it sounds naive, but it's legit. One, yeah. If you don't have a routine, you don't feel that well, and you, and you realize that. We've, we've had several, you know, I mean, as you know, you've listened to some of the podcasts, but we've had several players that have been on here. And they, they from what I understand, they all have a strict routine. You know, it's like a yeah. daily schedule of what they're Cole doing. And Reagan's is Cole Reagan's is real yeah. strict. Yeah, yeah. I just, yep. well, I just watched y'all's uh, podcast with him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, that, super, I mean, that's super strict. Same, same type thing, though, you know. Um, it's, 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 you know, the routine is you, you got to be very, very disciplined in your routine in the season. But it's even – you got to be even more. The hard work is in the off season, basically. Yeah. What I'm trying to say, you got to, you have nobody there to hold you accountable in the off season, right? If you're serious about your career, and this is some other advice, if you really want to get to where you dream of getting or want to get, stay on the railroad tracks, right? There, there's no detouring. If there's a party on the right, man, you're, you're still going straight. You know, yeah. you got you to stay on the tracks, even when your friends are out partying and doing all that and i get it you know i I went to parties and uh, you know whatever a a couple but like i promise you i was not at parties as much as some of the people that were and that's that's kind of where you have to be your your mind has to has to not want to do the young shit you have to have an old mind but a young body basically yeah yeah let me uh, yeah let me talk to you about that a little bit because i remember uh uh i sat in your parents living room with you and i thought it was going to be about a one hour interview and it turned into three hours of yeah. you and I just, just talking and uh, about your routine and, you know, your room with guys that are, that are partying their asses off and they're hung over all day long. And you're like, that ain't me. That ain't no. me. <laughs> Can't be. I mean, I mean, seriously, if I would have been doing that, then I wouldn't have got to the point I did. There's no way. I mean, you, you, you go out and you, you know, you get, you have you have ten beers. Your your body's messed up for three days, you know, and you might not realize it. But if you're trying to perform at a high level like that, then 
um, you're, you're in a bad situation. And I've always, I've always thought it was smart to not put yourself in a bad situation if you have control of it. Right. So if I had control of that, then I'm going to do all I can to feel good. And that don't I don't know. Sense. It's, I don't know. It sounded like it did John Daly pretty good in golf. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not, there's not much physical activity. So, I think it, I think it was more of the, uh, the, the darts smoking. The darts yeah. Than yeah. The I'm with, I'm with you, Parker. I'm with yeah. you, bud. No, I a hundred percent agree. I think, you know, I've, I've always thought, especially someone that, that gets to the majors, like you getting to the majors, is basically the base level. Like that's where you're, that's where you're starting once you get to where you want to go. And like you said, that's where you really start putting in the work. That's where your routine got you there. So you double down on that routine instead of thinking, all right, now I'm here. I can relax. That's not how it works at all. I mean, it's the same way for every career. You know, when you get into any new job that you really want to have, you know, that's the beginning. You've got to always be learning, always be training, always be getting ready to go. Because if you're not, like you said, life comes at you fast, man. You'll, you'll be doing something else real quick. Exactly. Yeah. And back to your, what you just said, be a sponge. That's another piece of advice to kids. Just be a sponge. Any Anything anybody says, man, good or bad, take it in. You can learn from it. Soak it up. Yep. Bad. Love it. Love it. Love it. So Parker, uh, we're going to close up here pretty quick. You ended your career with an 11, three record. That's something a lot of people that we know we've been around, grew up with, uh, you can say I won 11 games as a major league pitcher. (laughs) Well, I'll say we did. I wasn't the only (laughs) one out there. I had my (sighs) trout and Otani and all these hall of famers behind me. So, I'll tell you this right now. I, I uh, there was more incentive to pitch good in front of those dudes. It, it was almost like you're pitching in front of your idols, so you want to yeah. impress them, kind of. And, and Albert and she, Pujols, yeah. Yeah, and I say idols, and Trout's younger than me, and so is Shohei. So that's kind of fucked up, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, dude. Both up, both of them are two of the greatest players I've ever witnessed. So I don't think it's too bad. Man, it's wild, dude. See their routines, nope. the way they handle their business every day. It's crazy. Yeah, nobody, nobody. We're not going to see another Shohei Otani. No, no, I mean, probably not. It's it's not going to happen. No, and I don't, I don't. I know he he won MVP this year over our boy Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon. Yeah. Uh, but you know he deserved you, it. You can't. He absolutely deserved it. And yeah, he deserved we're, it. We're Angels haters. I've got your <laughs> signed visor that that Tyler gave me. You know. Yeah, you. That's the Parker, only Angels thing in my house. <laughs> Parker, oh, you actually you actually signed that uh, for me in Chicago when I went and watched you pitch yep. against the White Sox. And yep, I, I, I was like, that. I was like, I'll see Parker a lot. If I was like, he's my cousin. If I ever need an autograph from Parker, I'm pretty sure he'll sign something for me. <laughs> it's not, it's so, not a big deal. It's family, I, I, so he should charge you a hundred bucks. Yeah, there you no, go. No, I don't I don't sign anything anymore unless it's like a you know a piece of toilet paper. So I don't so I don't degrade <laughs> anything that I sign that. Oh, come on now. Nothing, nothing doesn't go down in value anymore, right? So <laughs> there you go. That's good good stuff, Parker. Good the, stuff. The, the analytics say not to sign it anymore, right, Parker? Yeah. yeah well, fuck the analytics. <laughs> yeah, the analytics, the analytics say, Parker, wipe your ass with it. That's pretty much the analytics. <laughs> Parker, on a serious note, thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, it, yeah. It, you really don't realize how much it means. We really do appreciate it, and it, it really means a lot to me. So thank oh, you does. so much, man. You don't you don't gotta thank me, man. Mean, I appreciate it. It means a lot here too, brother. It's an honor. I'm all, yeah. I'm all washed up, you know, not not even that much service hey. time. So I appreciate you guys getting my face on this shit. Hey, yeah. <laughs> and you got to watch me play quarterback. So you remember my glory days. Yeah, I do. You still miss it? You still play flag football or anything? 
no, my back is all jacked up from the military, <laughs> but um, I'm well, trying. I do appreciate your service, brother. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that yes, very sir. much. Yes, sir. Love you, Parker. All right, Parker. Hey, thank you so hey, much, man. Parker, go herd. Go, <laughs> go herd, baby. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter, Facebook, and at therangerreport.com.